0: Welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahomans, Oklahoma State football podcast. I am your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. And as always, the Cowboy Chronicles podcast is brought to you by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. All right, Jacob. Game day is, uh, is quickly approaching um depending to depending on when folks are uh are are listening to this podcast uh happy thanksgiving happy black friday happy pregame uh lots of different options here yeah it's a big weekend it is turkey day very big it's here um I want to talk about some of the uh, some of the fun stories that we've heard from uh, from uh, football players about Thanksgiving? But we'll get to that in the second segment. Third segment, we'll have mailbag questions. Got a ton of good ones in there, uh, some fun ones too. So we'll get to those shortly. But I want to begin with um, I want to begin with the point spread because I've been fascinated by this since it dropped early in the week. Um, yeah. Not uh, not gonna pretend like I have any legitimate idea what's going to happen in this game. No. Uh, I cannot get a good good feeling for it at all. But uh, I think 14.5 was the first number I saw. Yes. It's moved around a little bit, but it stayed right in that two-touchdown range. Kind of blew my mind a little bit. I was stunned when I saw that Sunday.
1: Um, I, I'm not going to pretend that I have any idea how to bet on football games um, or I've ever done it. I've never have. I'm terrible at it. Um, just look at my picks every week in the paper. You don't want me betting on football games.
0: Um, But 21-year-old me needed to hear that advice. (laughs) I I, I needed to know how bad I was at it uh, long before, but it was too late.
1: It's hard, but I really feel like 14 and a half was a stretch. Yeah. Um, OU hasn't been blowing anyone out lately, first of all. No. Um, OSU doesn't really get blown out. They had the collapse against Baylor late. They kind of made that score look a little lopsided. Right. But that but game that was, was a lot closer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, their defense is playing really well. I I was thinking, because uh, what's funny, actually, is my father-in-law um, called me on Sunday before it came out wanting to know what I thought the spread was going to be.
0: <laughs> and I
1: said, oh, uh, I'm terrible at this, but I would say anywhere from 7.5 to 10 yeah. is what I was thinking. Um, you know, it just felt like a touchdown was closer to what it should be. Mm-hmm. Not two touchdowns i mean right. that's it's crazy maybe vegas something knows something we don't i don't know
0: they usually seem to so i'm uh, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna deny that uh, but that uh that was a uh and, and plus this is a you know they typically say that that home field advantage is worth at least a field goal yeah so we're saying if this was a neutral neutral site game this is a 17 point spread which uh, just uh, it it blows my mind to uh, to think that, uh, particularly with the way the uh, the the OU offense has been uh, has been this kind of boom or bust uh, offense, the way the OSU defense has been playing, I just I uh, there's nothing that 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 just screams at me that this is going to be a blowout.
1: No, not at all. Um, I mean, it could be. I mean, for all we know, OU. Uh, Might look all sudden like the version they were earlier in the season. But they've gotten to Big 12, though. They've come back down to earth. Yeah. Um, Big 12 defenses have played really well against them. Teams have started to figure them out a little bit. I like to call the offense a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Um, They'll look great like they did it early against TCU and then go dormant. Yeah. Um, And OSU is not the defense you want to do that against uh, if you're OU. Um, I know they came back against Baylor. Baylor's the best defense in the Big 12, and they had the big second half to come back. Defense played really well there for OU to,
0: to really keep him in it.
1: But I, I still think that OSU is going to score points even if OU's defense is playing well.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, uh, that they're, you know, with a second week to prepare for a game like this with Drew Brown, mm-hmm. knowing that he's your quarterback, I think that there are some things coming off of what they did against West Virginia that they're going to be able to add to, uh, add to, uh, his workload and to, uh, the playbook that, that he can manage, uh, that are going to, uh, going to really help this offense, uh, to, to go out and put up some points. I think that they are going to find ways to get Chuba Hubbard in, in space and, uh, and, and hit them in some areas where they're weak and be able to make some big plays. So, um, I just, uh, you know, may, we might uh, we we might both be uh, shocked and uh, and and horribly wrong about this, but I just I don't uh, I don't feel comfortable saying no. uh, saying Oklahoma's going to win this thing by more than two touchdowns.
1: No, I don't either. Do you, here's a question: Do you think Drew's going to run more? We talk about comfort, and I asked him about this. I didn't ask him about the running, but I asked him about if he feels more comfortable going into this game, having another week. He kind of took it the wrong way, didn't answer how I kind of thought. Like, I think he misunderstood. Like, he said comfort wasn't an issue at West Virginia and wasn't exactly what I was asking. Right. But do you think he's going to run more? Do you think that's maybe some of that?
0: It, I definitely think that's possible. Um, I, I, I'll say this. I thought they were really uh, – they made some odd choices in when they ran him uh, yeah. at West Virginia. They only ran him four times. But two of them in the second half were on first and ten plays. And that just—it seemed like uh, like a, a third and three would have been more ideal mm-hmm. to uh, to kind of try to catch them when they're maybe more expecting uh, Chuba Hubbard to get the ball. Um, so maybe you see him run in some different situations. Maybe you see him uh, run a little bit more and uh, and in some uh, uh, being used a little bit differently. I think that's definitely a possibility. So um, yes, uh, with uh, without needing to protect him long term, uh, you know without not not having a game next week that you yeah. know he needs to start. I think that you can, you can be a little bit, bit. <laughs> uh, you can be a little bit more, a uh, little bit more dangerous yeah. in how you approach it. Now, obviously, you uh, probably maybe want to hold off at least until the second half before you start pulling it out too much, because yeah. you do need <laughs> to get through this game, and you still got a chance to go uh, go and win this game at this point. But um, I think uh, as you get, uh, get a little bit later into the game. Start to uh, start to pull some of those zone reads and let him take off, or uh, or give him some other opportunities to run the ball. I think that's a definite uh, definite possibility.
1: The the other thing I thought of too, and this isn't about to do with Drew, do you put? They've done it a few times this year. You put Chuba and LD on the on the field at the
0: same time. Mm-hmm. I think they do that a little bit more. Yeah, that was uh, definitely used more at West Virginia than we've seen it all mm-hmm. season. So I think that is a uh, a definite possibility. Um, you know, they uh, they they seem to have. Something that there that they liked with that uh, with that two back set. Uh, they went to uh, almost exclusively three wide in the second half against West Virginia. So that seems to be the area where they're uh, they're also really comfortable uh, with the three wide. And then have you have Jelani Woods, who maybe he's lined up as a regular tight end, maybe he's in uh, in the backfield uh, in that kind of H back position, uh, or you know if you need to, then you make him a fourth receiver. Um, so that could be uh, a, a, a fairly regular um, look from them because they can do so many different things with it. So, uh, you know, I think you're going to see some formations you haven't seen or you haven't seen a lot of, mm-hmm. and uh, and you're going to see them take the shackles off Drew brown just a little bit, I think, for sure. All right, I tell you what, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, we'll talk football and Thanksgiving. Coming right back on the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's. We are back on the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. I'm your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm going to talk a little turkey bowl, or uh, some people didn't have a turkey bowl, which is no. fine. That's, ex- that's perfectly acceptable. But um, football and Thanksgiving and how the two uh, are so intertwined together in, uh, in, in America in general, but particularly in this part of the country. Uh, first of all, n- nobody's asked you. You've asked lots of people. I've asked lots of people. Nobody's asked you. That's true. Any uh, any football and Thanksgiving memories for oh, you? Oh,
1: man. See, a lot of times when I was a kid, we went to my uncle's house in Owasso, mm-hmm. and they lived in just the normal neighborhood. Right. You know, paved streets and stuff. And uh, we would just kind of, we wouldn't play like games of football necessarily. Mm-hmm. We would just throw the football around yeah. in the street, throw it high, throw it far. Right throw hard you mm-hmm. know kind of that stuff a little bit uh, more of that than anything else um, when when we had we had a, I with my grandparents for a while when i was growing up and um, with my mom and when we had thanksgivings out there i don't remember a lot we live in the country i don't remember a lot of football on that necessarily i was really young for those so yeah. but as we went to my uncle's i remember a lot of that and that was a lot of fun um it was it was a good time uh, i remember always watching dallas cowboys because we were dallas cowboys fans as a family right so i always watched that and we'd always get to my uncles and the lions game was on and i always felt bad for the lions um which is kind of what drew brown said to us too he always felt bad for the lions <laughs> right that was um funny. but they were terrible and so i always felt bad for them so i got to watch barry sanders we mm-hmm. watching barry sanders a lot so that was always fun it was like the one time a year i'd watch barry sanders playing the nfl right. so um that was kind of my memories what about you
0: uh, it was uh, sort of similar. We didn't. We weren't. Uh, you know, weren't the type that got the whole family out there and uh, and and played a big game or anything like that. Um, uh, my grandma on my on my dad's side, we would uh, we would spend most of the day there. We would usually go uh, go to my grandparents on the other side on a different day. So Thanksgiving Day, we would usually get there eleven thirty or so. We would uh, eat lunch and uh, and and be ready for uh, whichever game came on first. Seems like the Cowboys usually came on first. I don't know why I feel that way, but it's probably not accurate. But um, I always feel like the Lions came on first because I feel like I had to suffer through it. Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm just not remembering things right. <laughs> uh, that's always a, a possibility. Um, but uh, but yeah. So we uh, we we mostly we would more sit around and, and watch the games. Yeah. Um, me and my brother were uh, were heavily involved in uh, in athletics. Uh, but the, uh, the rest of our cousins weren't, weren't big into a, a lot of sports. Um, mm-hmm. so, That's uh, how it was. so we, we were kind of, um, you know, didn't, didn't really get out and, and do much. And then, uh, you know, we'd watch the, the second game and, uh, uh, then everybody would help, you know, do Christmas decorations. And that was, that, that was our, our Thanksgiving oh, okay, tradition. yeah. So, uh. That was always kind of how that went, and then uh, my uh, my on my uh, mom's side of things, we like I said we would go a different day, and um, now me and my brother then it was just us. We were the only uh, the only uh, grandkids on that side of the family, so then we always had a football with us, and it would just be us. It, would just, it was oh, just, just us playing, out in, exactly, just playing yeah. out in the yard stuff. Uh, exactly, just playing out in the yard. Yeah,
1: I remember the, one, the, the few times I go to my dad's, I would my stepbrother he would he'd be the quarterback, I'd be the receiver, right? I'd be, yeah. I'd be running routes out there. Yeah, and I exactly. didn't play football growing up, so my routes were probably not good. Yeah.
0: No, need needed some uh, some technical footwork, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. that's all right. That's that's right. Uh, now, like I said, we talked to a lot of OSU football players, uh, and Mike Gundy, who gave maybe the uh, the most entertaining answer. But uh, a lot of good uh, a lot of good stories came out of it. Um, any of them that really stuck out to you that you particularly enjoyed? Um,
1: you know, I think uh, I enjoyed. I mean, Gundy's was I think the best, but um, player wise. Colby Harville Peels was always fun talking about watching Texas A&M play. Mm -hmm. He's, he's got a, he's got a family of Aggies. And so
0: grew up in college station.
1: Yeah. I grew up in college station. He, he remembers watching the game with his grandfather and, and kind of the joy of watching A&M in Texas play every night, Mm -hmm. uh, every, every Thanksgiving night. And, um, he was really that you could see kind of the, maybe the sparkle in his eye. And he was talking about it, kind of what that meant to him. Yeah. And so that one was a lot of fun. Um, johnny wilson said that he wasn't he doesn't really watch football yep. he never really has watched football yes. um and so he just kind of ate food and he was said he would maybe watch the games but a lot of times he's playing cards or doing whatever with his cousins <laughs> and um kind of had that uh who was it uh, trey sterling also said that uh yeah, they kind of have a football game going too with the cousins and brothers and sisters and mm-hmm. um they tried it on, the, on the driveway once and that didn't go well <laughs> um Marcus Keys talked about playing in the street. Right. And stuff. So that was fun.
0: Yeah. A uh, couple of interesting ones that uh, that I talked to. I talked to both of the Canadians. Of course, Canadian, oh, yeah. Canadian Thanksgiving is in October and not nearly the big event that it is in uh, in the United States. And so they, they both kind of talked about uh, about that, both Eamon ogbong and Chuba Hubbard. Talked about uh, the differences between the two Thanksgivings, um, but uh, uh, you know some uh, some different kinds of foods and uh, and and different things like that. So uh, we talked.
1: Oh, Drew Brown talked about Hawaii, like Thanksgiving oh, right. in Hawaii. Thanksgiving
0: in Hawaii, that was interesting. Uh, they eat a lot of um, Hawaiian food. Mm-hmm. He said nothing really changes. Yes, exactly. Uh, AJ Green uh, said they didn't uh, they didn't necessarily line up and play a game, uh, but uh, all of his cousins would get out and play a game that he referred to as throw up and tackle. What Are you familiar with that game at all? Throw up and tackle? there's no vomiting involved. Well, can, no, I'm can, not familiar okay. with that game at all. Uh, we call it tackle the man with the football. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah,
1: that, yeah. So you, there are also it's, less it's, politically correct names for that. Oh, uh, yes. Growing up. That yes, we, that is that is correct. Um, uh,
0: I was aware of some of those as well. Yes,
1: that was um, that was a popular
0: game in school. Like, yeah, that in was really popular on the on the playground. Yeah. Absolutely. Where, uh, it's uh, everybody's uh, it's everybody, every man for himself, man or woman for himself, yeah. and uh, you run with the ball till uh, till you are either tackled. tackled. Tackled or almost tackled, and then you throw it up in the air, and somebody else grabs it and takes off running. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I
1: forgot about that
0: game. Right, I did too. When I think of uh, of childhood football games that don't involve actual lining up and uh, and throwing passes and and stuff, five hundred is the is the game that comes to mind for me. Yeah, yeah, that's Uh, a good one. I had forgotten about uh, I had forgotten about tackling man with the football, Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was big at the uh, the uh, AJ Green family. That's interesting. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun talking to these guys and learning about, uh, you know, family traditions, or just uh, just talking to them about memories from when they were a kid. I'm always always intrigued uh, to hear these these guys telling stories of what they were what their life was like when they were younger and and all of those sorts of things. So really good stuff. Um, and for uh, for people who want to read more about that, we are going to have some stuff in the Thursday paper. Or if uh, if Thursday has passed, you'll need to find the Thursday paper. And read about uh, read about some of the other people we talked to and, and their uh, their connections with football and Thanksgiving. So all right let's take a quick break. Got a great mailbag segment coming up. I can feel it already. It's a great segment. really, really great segment. Yes, coming right back on the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zachary's. We are back on the Cowboy Chronicles, uh, presented by Zaxby's. I'm your host, Scott Wright. Joined by Jacob Unruh, and it is a special Thanksgiving mailbag. It's not really special. Uh, it just happens to be Thanksgiving. Just Thanksgiving week, yeah. And uh, and special. it is a mailbag. It's a special so, uh, holiday. It is. A lot of, a lot of good questions. Um, we're going to jump in with uh, this one via DM. With the vast improvement of the defense, and as young as they are, of the people able to return... Do you foresee any of them going into the draft and not returning to school next year? Defensively. And we've we've talked about one yeah, one guy. Rodarius We talked about Rodarius, Rodarius Williams, Williams being a, a guy that, that we could see doing that. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure that he's uh, that he's ready, but he's got a brother who who was just drafted last year and yep. uh, you know, I I can see him As his, up- his Buddy being AJ's guy. leaving. Yeah, AJ's going to be gone. Uh, it's been his uh his You know his uh, cohort at the at the cornerback spot the last three years. I could uh, I could see it. I'm I'm not. I I, you know I don't think any of us have any inside info. That's just uh, a a gut feeling based on kind of some of his uh, you know some of the surroundings, like we talked about with you know greedy being a, a highly regarded. Draft pick and and you know him getting kind of an idea of what that life is like. I could see him being a guy who wants to let's uh, go ahead and, and and take his shot, but he might also like the idea of coming back and being the guy and and uh, you know being a four year starter as a cornerback mm-hmm. in uh, in the Big Twelve and and all those sorts of things. Other than that, I can't really get a gut feeling about anybody that I think would li- would leave early from the defense.
1: No, um, I, I've run through this list in my head before and maybe Amon Obog maybe but I just I don't see it right I, I, I think he needs a, more, a little more yeah uh, polishing I guess is the right and, word there right and word there
0: not to uh not to uh, to downgrade his NFL potential but he's got the ultimate uh ultimate safety net being Canadian you're he's gonna get drafted in the but, CFL
1: that's true that's very true. I mean, he we saw that. Have that chance.
0: Shane Richards, uh, the offensive lineman from a year ago, was the number one overall pick in uh, in the CFL draft last year. So, um, you know that uh, that that safety net is always going to be there. Eamon's brother played a couple of years in the CFL after finishing up uh, school at Calgary, uh, so that's uh, that's always there for him. So, if he wants to uh, to to try to uh, improve his stock and improve as a player uh, with another year of college. I think Eamon um, is, is probably going to take that chance. And also education, very important to the Ogbong Bomiga family. So, uh, now just really quick, because we do have a lot of other questions to get to, uh, uh gut feelings at this point on, uh, Chuba, Wall- Chuba or, uh, Tylan Wallace. I'm call- almost call him Chuba Wallace. Uh, that is definitely not their name. Um, chuba hubbard Tylen wallace at this point uh, uh,
1: i don't have a gut feeling yet yeah. and you know i read a uh story from a canadian outlet today on a conference call they had with chuba and mm-hmm. and he hasn't um he has he acts like he hasn't really thought much about it yet yeah. to them so I, I that doesn't help me one way or the other on that um tylan we haven't talked to him um, right. it's
0: a good question uh I, I don't have a gut feeling do you I'll, I'll say this i think i with with chuba i lean i don't i don't have a really strong gut feeling uh but i am more leaning toward him going pro than uh that not with tylen i'm kind of the other way now my personal opinion if i'm tylen is i'm going now and i'm and i'm right. and i'm gonna go get paid because uh, because I I've seen what knee injuries can do, and you know if uh, if if this ACL issue uh, goes the way that his brothers did, it could uh, you know his career might not have a, whole, a real long shelf life. Um, that said, he's uh, he's not going to get paid what he would have gotten paid, uh, you know, if he had stayed healthy all year. Obviously, but he's not going to be healthy in time to to do Pro Day or the Combine. Yeah. Um, so that's gonna that's gonna hurt his value at the at the next level whenever it does come time. So I can understand coming back, but that said, my gut feeling is still that he will return and uh, and try to improve his uh, his his draft stock. So we uh, we will see because those are decisions that are going to have to be uh, going to have to be made before too long. Uh, moving on down, uh, Brandon Long came uh, came strong. All right, with Thanks, uh, with some questions, and uh, let's see what uh, where does it start. What is the current backup quarterback situation if something happens to Drew Brown? Uh, that would be Sean Taylor, red, redshirt freshman walk on from All Saints Episcopal in the Fort Worth area, uh, and uh, he's been he's been the number three guy basically all year. Got to play against McNeese. Went 4-4, four four, so that's promising. Um, but if Drew Brown gets hurt, it's uh, it's really time to scramble yeah. at, at that point. No uh, matter what. Maybe Wildcat with Chuba. Yes, exactly. Can you talk about the slower pace of uh, offense and how that has potentially benefited the defense? It's interesting because the offensive pace has slowed down. They've huddled more. Mm-hmm. And I do think that has helped the defense to stay a little bit fresher, not have as many possessions for the uh, the opposition. At the same time, True Brown really looked good when they started running the up-tempo offense. And if that's something that he is super comfortable in – it's going to be tempting not to. Uh, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be tempting to go with that and uh, and avoid the huddling and uh, and all of those things. Yeah. So. Because he
1: he looked really good running that against McNeese. And I know it was McNeese. Right. But that was up tempo time then, yes. and he he looked really good then. So I I I can see them maybe going more up tempo.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and and Brandon also uh, comes back with, do you think Gunny and Co. will let Drew Brown let her rip Saturday? Or more dinks and dunks like we saw against West Virginia. I was a little surprised they didn't throw the ball downfield more.
1: Yeah, they tried in the very first play, right? Right, yeah.
0: and then they kind of just didn't do it much. Didn't go back to that. it much at um,
1: all. So I, th- I, I think so. And Gundy's going to give the old adage that it's you know it's whatever the defense is giving them, right? So maybe you know I guess it's going to depend on how you secondaries play in. Um, but I think they've got to take more shots down the field. You've got to you've got to keep them honest and give Chuba some space. Gotta loosen that's things the way up.
0: Gotta yeah. loosen things up and that's uh, that's gonna be really important. If they don't feel like there's a danger deep, those safeties are gonna are gonna start creeping toward the line and uh and, and making it tougher on Chuba. So yeah, you've gotta to, gotta to loosen things up in there. Um, Evan McDaniel wants to know what is the path to win this week. I don't know what the path is but i i i say that it uh that it begins and ends with turnovers
1: yes absolutely. On, both, on both sides absolutely don't turn
0: the ball over take the ball away
1: absolutely uh osu has been really good about not turning the ball over lately and getting mm-hmm. turnovers so yeah that's been a big part of their four game win streak um i expect no different especially the
0: way ou has had turnover problems lately yep absolutely i would uh, completely agree um I did have I had one guy earlier who actually this was from last week so the 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 the, uh uh, the surroundings of this question are uh, a little bit different now, but wanted he wanted me to address uh, my thoughts about the things that were being said about Mason Rudolph and uh, possible use of a racial slur in the whole miles Garrett situation. Um, now I, I, I only covered Mason for one season, didn't get to know a ton about him, but I never got any sense of, uh, of him being that type of a, uh, of a person in terms of what, uh, what he would say to somebody in that, in that situation. Um, I, 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 as far as it's uh, the way things have gone, it certainly appears that there was no bearing to uh, to that accusation from Miles Garrett. So, um, you know, I know that uh, people got pretty worked up about that, and understandably so. Uh, but d- doesn't appear that uh, that there was any real basis for uh, for what was being said uh, being said that was said. Um, and then the last one, our uh, our good friend Justin comes with a uh, comes with a fun one to uh, to end this week. All right. Uh, what is your advice for dealing with obnoxious Sooner fan family members over Thanksgiving? Now, uh, obviously. Throw a turkey leg at him. I'm just kidding. Throwing a turkey uh, leg. I'm just kidding. That's uh. your answer, Justin. There you go. No. <laughs> now, I. Uh, Don't throw a turkey leg. Eat the turkey leg. I got no problem with throwing turkey legs. But I'm, I, would re- I would I would prefer eating it. But uh, I'll say this. I, I've never been in, that, in in this type of situation. But as a lifelong Cubs fan. Who grew up in a family of Cardinals fans, Ooh. not just not just my, my brother and my dad, but uh, extended family, uh, you know, uncles, cousins, etc. Um, I have uh, I have uh, since learned to um, pick on the youngest one. Oh which, yeah. Which which now is my nephews who are uh, oh, yeah. eleven and, uh, and, and 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 uh, nine now. Just uh, the youngest one just had a birthday. I pick on them the most, and it, it really works out well. I bet it goes fantastically well because uh, because eleven and nine year olds are horrible at comebacks. They got nothing. You 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 hit them with something strong. And they got nothing nothing to come back at you with. So uh, that's that's my theory now. Um, I hate Cardinals fans. If I didn't make that clear. <laughs> and, 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 and 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 I do not discriminate based on age. Man. I love I love my nephews. Yeah, but I hate Cardinals fans. Man. All uh, right. uh, I just, uh, I don't in, have that my general? family we always
1: just pretty much just like the same teams uh,
0: that, that 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 makes uh For that the makes most things part. really boring I it' all cheering at the same time and such well uh, a little bit there's some
1: debates on some stuff but yeah yeah eh. so that's fair uh absolutely fair
0: but uh but my my nephews Braylon and Brody they know they know it's coming at this point <laughs> they they, uh, they 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 know it's coming this so. year
1: though, though don't they have the advantage on you this year though?
0: Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, it, it doesn't matter. matter okay. Bit. Listen, I was doing this. I I had started this theory before the Cubs won the World Series. Oh, in, in okay. 2016. okay. They were they were like they were like eight and five, and I was going after them.
1: Oh, okay. I, okay.
0: I was uh, I I actually one year for uh, for Christmas. I can't remember which uh, free Oh, Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward signed uh, left the Cardinals and signed with the Cubs. And uh, uh, one of my nephews had been a, a huge Jason Hayward fan, so for Christmas I bought him a Jason Hayward jersey.
1: Oh, a Cubs! Cubs one, jersey. Jason Hill Hayward jersey. jersey. Yeah. Oh, and man. I loved
0: it every oh, single minute of man. it. Man, so uh, Justin, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that that helps you at all. But uh, wow. if any of those Sooner fans are, are are youngins, I say go after them. That's my theory.
1: Man, I think I'm stick with throw a turkey leg.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, uh, to everybody out there, hope you had a great Thanksgiving and uh, and enjoy the weekend. Uh, last thing, uh, we we got to make some picks on this game. Oh, I, uh, I put I put mine out there when I joined the uh, the folks on the OU podcast uh, at uh, the uh, the Sooners Extra podcast, uh, 35 to 34 Oklahoma State. Now, if I was in Vegas, I would just be loading up on on Oklahoma State and taking those 14 points or whatever the spread is. Out. Right now, um, but uh, but for uh, for official purposes, I'm taking the Cowboys in a very very close one. Yeah,
1: oh man, i flip flopped a little bit. Flippin I'm and flopping. I've done that a bunch on this. I'm gonna. I'm man still flipping and flopping. I'm still flipping and flopping here. I'm gonna take OSU by a field goal.
0: OSU by a field goal. He says. So Matt Amendola delivers. Matt Amendola. Senior day, big kick, big kick. That'd be, yeah. that'd be a fun way to, to to go out if you're, if you're mad at yeah. Mandola. All right, well, there you have it. Thanks to everybody for the great questions this week on uh, the Mailbag segment. Always uh, my favorite segment of the week, no matter what. So thank you for uh, for chipping in. Uh, thank you for uh, for subscribing, downloading, uh, all those things that you do. We appreciate it very much. And That will do it for this episode of The Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast.